Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and science advisor Matt Moniz. We are here to talk with you about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. And again, it's a shortened show. The Red Sox went a little long, I think. But you know, we're prone to have this happen a few years, uh, a few times a year, Moniz. Yeah, we are. You know, there's there's some games that we come in here and they're just getting over as we come in. We're like, yeah, great. And then there's other ones where we sit here and don't have a show at all. So at least we were able to have a 40-minute version of the program tonight because we have our guest, Stephanie Burke, here in studio with us. And thank you for hanging out and waiting with us, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Oh, you know our door is always open for you. I know. You know, you, you said that, you know, you lead, lead a pretty uh, pretty relaxing life. You know, you're not that out and about and on Saturday nights like some people. So Yeah, I'm not that cool anymore. You fit right in here with <laughs> us. So I'm just wondering where this hiss is coming from. Well, it's nothing I'm doing. So uh, we're we're happy to have you back because normally when we've had you on the show, it's been in the midst of some other topic that we're covering. And this is the first time that we get the chance to actually talk to you one-on-one. And I'm, again, I'm sorry that we have a shortened show to do it, but we'll no try problem. and hit as much stuff as we can in that time. Uh, but, you know, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Stephanie, she's the co-host along with Tiffany uh, Rice of Spirit Connections on Spooky TV and on Wareham TV. And I got to say, you know, the show is... I'm a big fan, but I gotta say it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot better to do the show now that it's happening in a studio instead of easier, in a spare yes, room. Much easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably easier for you too now. Absolutely. Instead of having to run back and forth from like the kitchen to the room and all that yes, kind of stuff. Absolutely. But now you guys have been doing the show for how, ma- how many years now? It's, it's been... coming up on two years, actually. Really? Our official two-year anniversary, I think, was last week. So we're supposed to have a two-year anniversary show coming up sometime in May. Awesome. And uh, in that time, I mean, are you? surprised by the following that you guys have built and and how much the show has changed in that time yeah it's kind of funny when you you sit down at a computer we actually started running it um by the webcam on her laptop and the amount of people that found us just on the internet and then once we moved to the studio it grew from there so of course we have all our faithful legend trippers that watch our show every week too so and what i like too is that uh, as the show has gone on it's it's grown and you have your loyal followers in the chat room, and you know that when you jump in there, usually I jump in there under the automatically generated, you know, <laughs> fake name, and then I say some stuff that, you know, and I always try to see if I can get stuff to figure out that it's me. Usually. But, uh, you know, uh, like if Andy's on, I'll be like, oh, who is this handsome guy that you're talking to? <laughs> if Moniz is on, I'm like, ah, who's running a horror movie? But uh, <laughs> what, 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 what probably is uh the biggest challenge though is now you're taking phone calls on the show yes we are and you know you've still got the problem of people see two spirit mediums there and they want to call in and and have a reading done yes but you're there to present other topics and other guests to people right we actually have people calling in when wctv reruns the episode from tuesday they Mm -hmm. rerun it on friday evening and sunday afternoon so the phone number is actually connected to my cell phone 
So my phone's ringing during those <laughs> two times with people calling and asking for a reading. So I end up having to redirect them a little bit, but it's and cool to know people watch. Now, Matt Costa, you're working on Spirit Connections now. Yeah, I'm giving them a hand here and there. What Do you have an official title? Um, no, I'm just kind of like the guy <laughs> who stands there with a notebook and criticizes, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. He so. gives us homework every week. <laughs> That's what we call a producer. I do. I do give homework. I we do. call that a producer, producer. In, in the business. Yep. And so you are, uh, you know, you're there and you're, you're seeing all this stuff happen. Is, is there a way that you can kind of, you know, express to the, the powers that be over there that they need to fix that phone issue so that maybe poor stuff isn't getting phone calls? Or well, I guess, um, they, I guess there has to be some sort of powers in the powers that That's be. That's true. We try. Um, it doesn't happen. So it's, <laughs> and I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not their fault. I'm, a, I'm afraid the answer to that question, though, would be then we just won't rebroadcast it. And yeah. we don't want that to happen. No, yeah. we don't. It's much like the uh, BSM studio. We need a fancy... No, no, we can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, under the old management, that is. Under the old... uh, When we have the old board and the the old old system. (laughs) Not with this new company, which is outstanding. uh, Absolutely, Town Square Media. Town Square. We we decided that we can't say bad things about the equipment anymore because they've upgraded everything. And also because that was our shtick to kind of cover the fact that we didn't know what we were doing. Ah. So we blamed it on the the technology here. But, you know, it it was probably our fault. But we're better now. And uh, also, I, I've noticed, too, with, with Spirit Connections, uh, that originally when, when I talked to Tiffany about doing the show, uh, she had an emphasis on a lot of paranormal-related guests mm-hmm. and a lot of people who work in the spirit medium field. Right. But it's gone all over the place. I mean, you've had guests that have to do with, you know, healthy living. and Yeah, we've done uh, cooking shows. Mm-hmm, we do which all kinds of things. I was pretty impressed with because, you know. That was fun. It's it's they can't take a phone call in the air but they can move everything into the kitchen over there to film absolutely it's really cool but um i love to focus on the mind body and spirit Mm -hmm. rather than just paranormal or mediumship and when you're doing a lot of this work whether you're in the paranormal or mediumship or anything else you're always curious in that to that other factor that comes in like if you're doing spirit work you need to kind of ground your body a little bit know what you're you're feeding yourself make sure that you're doing the right things to keep yourself healthy and if you're a healthy eater you might be interested in kind of going over to the meditation side of things or, you know, doing a little bit of spirit work. So it's kind of well-rounded now. And one of the uh, other aspects, too, of the show is that it is on YouTube. So if people yes. miss it or if uh, – because the way that it originally worked is, you know, we had them broadcasting over Spooky TV with, with their camera. And uh, and that worked for a while. But then they just became too big and they had to move to a real studio <laughs> and have a real team behind them. And so now it's still broadcast on Spooky TV, but it's also on Wareham Community Television. So if you can't watch it – live on spooky tv or if you can't catch it on wctv of course it's out on youtube right and also uh, i know that it's on tiffany's website too right yep we do it um the website we do we actually broadcast it um we post it i should say right on facebook twitter you can find us pretty much anywhere now and if you are uh, interested in spiritual matters and you want to you know, follow along with the show. You can subscribe to it on YouTube. Yes. And uh, we're, we're working. Chris and I have been talking too about uh, possibly getting audio podcast versions of it as well. That's or cool. maybe maybe even video podcasts because with iTunes you can do the video podcast too. Right. So that might uh, help as well. So that might be something that happens further on down the line. I'll let you guys figure that out. It's a little technical. So. It's, it's too technical <laughs> for us too. Believe me, that's why it hasn't happened already. But now that's something that most people probably know you for is doing the TV show, but yes. you also do a lot of work at your own shop uh, here in New Bedford. Right. I do all kinds of different things. Um, not only do we do the TV show, but I'm also a spirit medium. Um, 
which means that I can communicate with those that have passed on to the other side. Um, I'm also, we do table tipping as well, which is a physical form of mediumship. And I also offer It Works body wraps. And that's a, a relatively new thing that you've been doing over the last, what, like year or so? Um, I've been with It Works for a year and a half now. It'll be two years in December. And you're just setting all kinds of records for it. Yes, I am. <laughs> people just keep going back. They, they love the product. I can't keep them on the shelf, to be honest. I'm always selling out. And people absolutely love the, the products. I know Matt here has tried one. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually too. impressed with the results. Yep. Now, for those who aren't familiar with them, uh, what, what are these wraps? How do they work? So they are um, an all-natural botanical body wrap that just comes pre-lotioned. You put it on, and it helps to tighten, tone, and firm in 45 minutes and progressively works in your body for 72 hours afterwards. So that's, you know, if you're somebody like me, you know, having it done isn't going to be a, a cure-all. You know, if you're built like me, you can't just wrap yourself up and then look like the, uh, the guy on the beach. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually, it promotes healthy living as well. So we have a bunch of different supplements and things like that. Um, you do have to drink water in order to make them work. So it makes it even healthier. Um, you can do as many as you want. So we also promote diet and exercise as well because that maximizes results of anything. So Right. And you should anyway. Yes. I mean, everybody should. Even I'm trying to live healthier and better. I think everybody is nowadays. You know, I find that the more I do this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the more I realize, you know, I, I look at the paranormal field and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of fat guys in the paranormal <laughs> field. I can probably get away with this. And then I realize, like, it does, it takes a physical toll on it you. It does. Absolutely. And when you're, you know, we talked about this a little bit off the air too, but, you know, doing the, the spirit medium work and doing the wraps, you get a lot of crossover in, in the clientele. I do. People come in for a wrap and they find out what I do and then they take my business card. I've had um, requests for readings and a wrap. Um, and then vice versa. If people come in for a reading, they find out what else I do, and it kind of works hand in hand. It helps both businesses, actually. And, and from a business standpoint, it's it's great that they can work together. Absolutely. But from a, a person's well-being standpoint, they probably work well together as right. well. and that's why I wanted to get into it because we're doing so much. We're go, go, go. Here's stuff to actually help you maintain a healthy lifestyle, and that's important. When you're doing spirit work, you need to make sure that your body's healthy as well, So and vice versa. And I know that this is something that has uh, come naturally to you uh, mm-hmm. over, over your life, the spirit work, I mean. Yes. And But do you find that you've had to kind of tone yourself into it as, as years go by, both physically and mentally? Do you have to do a, a workout for yourself? Um, I'll do certain things to uh, keep my abilities fresh, I should say. Um, I actually use my husband as a guinea pig a lot of the times, which sorry, is Sorry awful. to hear that. <laughs> He's sitting behind me right now. But um, as I grow older, you know, I I spent a lot of time. I don't some people know my story. Some people don't. But um, I was born with a gift. It did run in my family. And I spent many years running from it, probably around my teenage years. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I didn't want to be the weird one with the abilities. So um, when I got closer to, I think, 20, it was pretty much impossible to run from. Um, It wasn't easy. I was, it was getting stronger and I've noticed I'm 25 now and it's still getting stronger as I grow older. Um, the more I practice with it, it's kind of like playing a musical instrument. The more you practice, the better you get. So if I'm sitting at home and I'm not sure, you know, kind of bored, I'll use my husband as a guinea pig for like telepathic communication, things like that. And and does he have, uh, does he have abilities too that he just denies? Because I see him shaking his head there, so. Well, I've watched firsthand her send a message to him, and I've I've watched him actually turn around and <laughs> answer the question that she did not say verbally. 
you, that you know, was fun. <laughs> a, a lot of times too, married couples and, and you guys will, this will happen to you eventually. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that you're still relatively new in the process, but eventually you'll have that conversation of, you know, we just don't communicate anymore. So you really can't let her say that anymore because you can say, well, you can just, you know, you know what I'm thinking. Literally. Yeah. He still gets surprised though. We've been together for five years now. I think it's been five going on six. And, um, He'll go she to has act. a woman. She can get away with not knowing exactly what. Right, but if right. he didn't know when she <laughs> asked him, yeah. Right. right. So he uh, he'll ask me a question, and I'll answer it before he's even done pronouncing the first syllable of the question, the, the the sentence, and he'll still say, "How did you know what I was gonna say?" And I just kind of laughed to myself. He's like, "All right, I shouldn't have asked that," but it still gets surprising. I still surprise myself sometimes, so it's fun. See, my wife used to always say, like, we, we'd go into a restaurant and see an old couple sitting there having breakfast, and, mm-hmm. and one would be reading the paper, and the other one would be doing crossword puzzles, and she'd always say, gee, I hope we never get like that, where we <laughs> don't even have a conversation with each other. But for all she knows, they could have been having a conversation with each other just like you right, guys Right, you are. don't know. He can't run from me. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, having these abilities, and, and when I first met you, you almost seemed embarrassed to say that you had the right. gift. You know, uh, you wanted to be taken seriously as a paranormal researcher. Right. And you were kind of afraid to come forward with this. And a lot of people who do have these abilities are afraid to bring them into their paranormal research work. But you've been able to strike, pardon the pun, a happy medium with yep. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually think I met you when I was 19 or turning 20. I read your book in under 24 hours and I came to get it signed. I'm and, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and... I just wanted to get my book signed. That was it. And you just decided to strike up, strike up a conversation with me about it. Because I had never met anybody that right. read the book before. <laughs> Usually they just bought it to be polite. It was a very good book, actually. If you haven't bought it, Ghost of the South Coast, go do it. Um, it might be a collector's item now. <laughs> I have one. I've let everybody borrow it. I actually had to beg for it back because it disappeared for a while. Um, but I know how that feels. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I have books of his, too. I haven't returned yet. <laughs> he has oh. books of mine that he hasn't returned yet. He probably lent you books that were mine originally. Very good. I'm not in trouble now. Um, I forgot the question that you asked me now. Oh, so I... Um, we were talking about me and how great my book was. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I met you, and I just wanted my book signed. That was it. I remember, actually, Linda Lynch um, showing me the book. I'm like, I'm in the book. I'm in the book. You have to read it. So I loved everything paranormal. I actually grew up... My mom is a medium who kind of isn't into her abilities um but my father has been ghost hunting for years um since he was probably about my age he used to travel everywhere because my grandparents owned um paragon travel and he would go and every time he'd go someplace he'd kind of check out the ghost stories and things like that and i remember being a child i'd probably say maybe three or four and finding infrared photos from an old um, camera and asking why they were funny color and that's like i've heard all these terms growing up so I loved everything about the paranormal, and that's what kind of got me into it. I was I was good with hiding my abilities for a while, but after hanging out with you guys, it was kind of impossible after a while. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, it must be hard to, to deny them on an investigation anyway, because, uh, you know, when we first started doing this show, I have to admit, I was kind of wrapped up in the, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote science of it, right. and I, I wanted to have more verifiable data than just what somebody was telling me. Right. And as the further I've gone into it, I've realized, whatever's happening, it, it doesn't matter whatever those numbers show. They it's, call it the unexplainable for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the, it's the personal aspect of it that makes it powerful. Right. And I've tended to, you know, I still have a little bit of skepticism when somebody is telling me what's going on in the investigation. I'm, I'm not saying that it that they're not getting these mm-hmm. 
getting this information, but I'm just skeptical of whether or not that's the way that we should be going in, in the investigation. That all changed for me, of course, at, at, uh, at Fort Tabor when yes. I didn't listen to the psychic medium who was telling me that, you know, <laughs> there's a guy cowering over in the corner and he's ducking from something. And then when the roof sounds like it's caving in, I'm wondering why. You know? Yeah, that so was the, pretty scary. Yeah, it, it convinces you uh, when, when it actually happens. But was there a particular investigation that you were on when you finally realized, you know, I can't not bring this to the forefront when I'm investigating? I, I actually started doing investigations with Vale's Edge, as you guys know, mm-hmm. um, because Linda wanted the psychic medium aspect of things, but she knew how I felt about my abilities. She'd been after me for years to, to come out of the paranormal closet, per se. Um, and I, I would go and do it quietly just for her group. And that was it. And I started to become involved with your events and different things like that. And I think it was, it was actually here the night that you guys had Tiffany Rice on doing her readings. Um, when the caller called in, it flew out of my mouth. I remember that. That it was my brother that was calling in and that Tiffany wasn't picking up on what he, like what was actually happening. I told her and then and I'm not like that at all. You know, you got, I could sit in the corner and not talk and just be nice and shy. But um, when that happened, it's kind of out. And uh, then I think it was at Lizzie Borden's house. Um, at Actually, I think the first Legend Trip event. And I was in the room with Matt and said something that caught his attention. <laughs> and he asked me a few more questions. And apparently I answered correctly. So you guys kind of found out about it. And then I thought, well, maybe it's okay. You know, maybe I can um, be accepted by other people because that was the hardest part for me is I've grown up with these people all my life. You know, everybody around me had no idea. Now, how do I come out and say I have medium and psychic abilities? How do you prove that to people? Right. And how do they believe you and how do they take you seriously? So um, I knew I had it. I knew actually from growing up, you know, family had it and things like that. But how do you tell the rest of the world easily? And, and how do you do it? under the umbrella of being a paranormal researcher too because uh, I think a lot of times we see groups form and somebody within the group suddenly develops abilities. Absolutely. And we still see it happen every day and we know it's not true, but how do you become that person? You have to continuously prove yourself. So it's kind of like being a circus act. But you know, (laughs) I I mean, again, I'm, I'm cynical a lot of the times about people, but how do we know that maybe, you know, there's, there's probably some people who are doing it because uh, as the group forms, somebody needs to play the role of the sensitive. Right. So there probably are a lot of people in that regard, but maybe a lot of them are sticking their foot in the water and then all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, you know, I can swim a different way in this. Right. And so what's happening is they're getting out there and investigating and that's when that quote unquote third eye is opening up. Right. When before they might not have been cognizant of that ability. Yep. So, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But again, you know, you keep a, you can usually tell because the ones who are, uh, you know, spouting off things that have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that you kind of got to say, all right, nah, I don't really think so. <laughs> and the patchouli smell is usually a giveaway too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they park their broom outside or bring a cloak with them as well. Right. There is, <laughs> when, when they're uh, over the top theatrical about it, that's when I kind of just tune them out. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the person, when we had the experience at Fort Tabor there, the person who shared, well, I'll just say, it was Paula Markowitz. It was Mike yes. Markowitz's wife. And I'll... Maybe I just don't pay attention. I didn't even know that she had abilities right? Uh, at that point in time. So when she said something, I listened because I'd never known her as somebody mm-hmm. who, like yourself, was never out there saying that I have these abilities. I actually remember really finding what really kind of 
made me interested in your story was the night that you did come in here and you were sitting over there where your husband is now. Mm-hmm. And after the show, we were just talking and you explained to me how you fought against us for so long. Right. And that's just kind of the antithesis of what so many mediums who are out there now are about these days. You know, it's there's probably people who have, you know, read a few books and listened to a few, you know, CDs and Absolutely. decided that they are a medium now and are creating that backstory for themselves. But your story uh, was amazing to me because nobody has that level of ability that I know of and doesn't do something with it. And you were still fighting it then? You haven't met my mother yet. You still seem to be fighting it now. (laughs) Yeah. um, I say that all the time, that my mom could blow anybody out of the water with her abilities, but she just doesn't want to do anything with it. And that's how I kind of grew up was, um, yes, you have it, but... You know, she didn't want to do anything with it, so do I want to do anything with it? I'm not sure. Um, I know my mom used to send me to preschool, like Catholic school, and tell me I couldn't tell the other kids what colors they were because I could see auras, or tell oh, them, really? yeah, yeah, tell them who was around them because I'm not going to last at Catholic school very long. So, <laughs> actually, in those days, you wouldn't last at any school very long. Really. No, no. So, I mean, that was early '90s. So people would have thought I needed to be locked up in an institution somewhere. So I was kind of taught to keep that quiet because of reasons like that. And um, when it started, like the paranormal kind of blew up. Just, I mean, Ghost Hunters was on TV for a while, but after a while, everybody started getting into it. And that's when it kind of became more socially acceptable Mm -hmm. to be this way rather than to, you know, sit at home and, and do your paranormal research by going to the library and picking out books that, you know, people... I meet people that don't even know like who Hans Holzer is or you know people that wrote these these books forever ago and like I remember going to that section when I was little and like picking out these books and I was told I couldn't take them out because they were too big for me to read right because <laughs> my mom didn't want me to you know bring oh you, it was like your that. mom that told you yeah she was just oh, like, no, see, no, I, I used to I, run into that problem with the librarians but never my parents wow I know she was just, she was like, just no, trying to shelter you to, from it you don't need to read those um even like I, I try to take books out on like the Salem witch trials and everything I think I was like four so wow but they were books that obviously like four-year-old shouldn't be reading so but I was drawn to them because I wanted to know about it exactly I mean maybe if it's if it's what your calling is right. you know and do you do you feel now that maybe um, you were stunted in the development of of your abilities by it being kept under wraps for so long? Or do you feel like um, No, because at everything- home it was totally different. Um, my mother, my father, I mean, I still have to convince my dad sometimes that this is what I do. But he, um, I think he, he finally table-tipped with me and realized um, what was actually happening. Um, my grandfather was actually in a plane crash when he was in the Marines, and the pilot ended up dying and he said i'll believe you if you tell me the name of the pilot and it's it's not documented anywhere or anything like that so and he knew that so i came back and i told him the answer he's uh-huh. like okay all right and it was the guy's nickname it wasn't even his real name so he's like okay he's like nobody knows that i i get it but and he's had so many experiences and it, he's still got that skeptical mind of i'm not sure but at home my mom never pushed it one way or the other she just let me be who i was she just told me obviously when you go to school you can't say that stuff but it was always kind of nurtured, if you, if that makes sense. No, I understand. And it, it's it's kind of how a lot of kids' talents in, in different areas are right. fostered. You know, it's it's at home. And then, you know, when you get out in public, you can't do it. You know, like Moniz was a world champion nose picker. <laughs> I mean, hard. He, could, he could pull out some, <laughs> some whoppers. But well, with a nose like this, it's hard not you, to. You couldn't, you couldn't show it off. 
Uh, well, one of the things uh, about coming forward with this, though, in, in doing it as a paranormal researcher is uh, there's automatically a stigma associated with people who investigate in that style. And like I said, you know, we have the quote unquote science of ghost hunting, which I'm rolling my eyes at these days <laughs> more and more. Yes. Uh, because the more I find out about how much faith we're putting in equipment uh, and how easy it is to manipulate them or to get false positives from them. Right. Uh, the the more that I am less dependent on those, and I'm more impressed with what a person can share. Mm-hmm. And do you still find that if you go, you know, say you get called by a, a, a homeowner, okay, somebody who wants you to come in and investigate, and you go in there, and are they expecting you to show up with a vest full of gadgets, and that's what they care about? And then when you say, well, you know, I am able to kind of tune in, and they're like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. To be honest, we get a lot of calls now because people want to hear what we have to say. Not like they'll have Excellent. a paranormal group in in. They, you know how equipment works, and you know how spirits work. You could either get 50 EVPs or nothing. It could be crickets. And they're not satisfied with those answers, or they're not completely satisfied with what they get as a result from the investigation. Um, sometimes people like to see both hand in hand, but a lot of times we get calls that they want us to come in, check things out, tell them what's going on, because it's a lot easier that way. Um, we also get calls because people kind of want the free reading in Sure. The, yeah. Uh, the mitts. Like, they don't want to pay you to sit down for a reading. So if you come to their house and accidentally pick up on their loved one that just passed right. six months ago, it's easier. But um, but either way, I think people are kind of leaning more toward that that way now rather than all the equipment. The equipment can be overwhelming for homeowners, I think. And for researchers. So I many of them so. don't know how don't to know use how it. I don't know how people do it. Well, how to use it correctly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, everybody can turn it on and make it light up, but they don't know <laughs> yeah. why it's lighting up or what they're doing that's making it light up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this leads into a question from the chat room from okay. Low Battery Dave. And if anybody wants to call in with a question, uh, we have about 15 minutes left in the show. So you can do that at 508-996-0500 or 1-877-996-1420 if you have any questions for our guest, Stephanie Burke. But you can also jump into the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com as well. But Dave wants to know, if you are able to make this connection with the spirits, and how come they don't give you uh, hints or information about how we can better reach out and communicate with them, how to better investigate their presence? The way that I understand it is when they come through, it's we're kind of asking for the connection when we start. It's not, you know, they don't just come immediately flooding in. It's we're asking if anybody would like to communicate with us here's your chance. Most of the time, you know, everybody in this room isn't walking around saying, okay, if anybody would like to connect with me, please do so now. Um, And most of the time people are kind of blocked off from that. You almost have a block up because it's easier to kind of go through your everyday life. You wake up, you eat breakfast, you go to work, you eat lunch, you eat dinner, you go to bed, repeat, time seven. Um, People don't realize that they're so busy with the hustle and bustle of everyday life that they don't take the time to connect. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they are getting signs and they are hearing things. Everybody has intuition. You know, that that little little voice inside that kind of tells you, hey, you know, pull over for a second and all of a sudden you avoided a car accident. Or you get that feeling of somebody's going to call your phone. I bet you this this is who it is. You look, that's who's calling. So... It's, it depends on how tuned in you want to be, and you have to want to be kind of tuned in, I guess you could say. I mean, I, I, I don't think that I have any kind of abilities. A few people have argued with me, but like I remember when I was a kid, you know, the phone would ring and I'd say, oh, somebody died. Right. Like, and I knew that it would be one of my mom's, you know, older relatives who had passed away or well, not really specifically, but 
and, and I'm sure that you hear a lot of stories too from people who, uh, you know, they have you come in and investigate, and mm-hmm. and you're telling them the kind of thing that you're picking up on, and they will say to you, "Oh, you know, that's happened before," and I just never thought about it that right. way. Right? They everybody has that ability, but whether or not you recognize it for what it is 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 the issue or intentionally ignore it right. as i'm sure some people Which do i i used to intentionally ignore i shut off my abilities i can't tell you for how long because i did not want to deal with it and it was to the point where things would happen so blunt and in front of my face that i couldn't ignore it anymore and that's when i kind of just said okay fine i give up wave my, wave my white flag i'll talk to you because i didn't want to do it i didn't want to be that person that talked to dead people absolutely well, uh, we do have a living person on the line who oh, has cool. a question. Uh, and again, we want to remind everybody, if you do want to call in, 508-996-0500, but uh, we're, we're not doing readings over the right. air, uh, especially tonight where we're we up against the clock. Yeah, But maybe, you know, sometime down the line, we, we can have uh, Stephanie come back and do I'd that. I'd love but. to. All right. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Stephanie Burke. How are you doing? Good, brother. Um, I've listened to you guys off and on for the last couple of years, and um, tonight I'm sitting here and I'm... I'm over, I left the, this building I lived in for six years. I lived on the third floor, and I used to be told that sometimes when I wasn't home, people, some of my neighbors would say they heard somebody or lights would go on and go off. Oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I left this building last June, and I moved back about three weeks ago. And um, my friend had passed away in this unit specifically. He had lived in this building like 17 years. So I was unsure if I was going to come back or not, and I'd been injured. I got out of the hospital for a health issue injured and for some reason that day while I was in the emergency room sitting and waiting I started thinking about because um, I was frustrated and angry I'm, I just got to have a major surgery and how do I get my strength back and for some reason I was sitting there and they were just about to give me medications and somebody it's, it's almost like there was somebody in the room with me but there was nobody like I, I was sitting there and I was rubbing my head closed my eyes and maybe Stephanie comes in because she was saying like when she was a kid about that phone thing and the way even as a kid, she knew. I thought about a friend I hadn't seen in about 10 years. He's a medical profession. And he walked in the room and said, uh, I heard your name at the desk. Are you okay? And I was like, well, I hope I'm going for a CAT scan of my ankle. And he just put his hand on my shoulder. And all day I had been thinking, should I move back to this old house? Should I move back to this old house? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, and I know Stephanie's probably sitting there going, wow, I know where this guy's... I, I've been scared of it. I'm 50 years old, and periodically in my life when those things happen, I don't want to talk about it, because I don't want people to think I'm nuts. I don't want people to, 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 like, pick on me or, like, walk away from me. And I listened to you guys for, like, like the last 20 minutes, and, and all of it's making more sense. And because society as a whole says, no, that, look out, don't, don't, don't talk to that guy. Well, Am I making sense? I'll throw this out there, too. I mean, you had an intuitive experience, and I'll I'll say this, and kill me if you want for this, Steph, but if you were a woman, people would probably have a little bit more leeway with you having such an experience, but, you know, being a guy, and and it sounds like, you know, you're you're a pretty macho guy, you know, (laughs) to to be able to say that you had an intuitive experience is is kind of a a, a daunting thought. Right. I grew up in the streets. I was a fisherman. Um, That was kind of hardcore life. And I, I was in a relationship with a girl a couple of years ago, and about two or three weeks after I was dating and hanging around, somebody says, are you going back fishing? And she says, well, you like striper bass? I said, no, offshore. And she's like, you don't remind me of a fisherman, because you don't have that, like, tough guy rah, rah, attitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on. And, and, and just like 
like for five minutes, I was sitting. I picked up the phone two or three times, and when Stephanie said it the second time about like like her mom was like, "Okay, that's okay. We know it, but don't take it to school." And these last few months, everything I've been going through, it's like I've been looking for strength and answers. And just to come back here to this home when my friend passed away, initially I was confused about it and scared. Mm-hmm. I, I feel a comfort. I, I feel my friend's strength here. I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to fix the place up. And um, and I got some big decisions I'm going to make in the next day or two for my health issues. And I'm realizing i got to go back to what I know and what I've always been good with and have been able to communicate with people. Um, well, I mean, Stephanie, if he's getting this positive response from being in this place, then uh, it, it can only be a good thing, right? Right. And it doesn't mean that your friend is necessarily there and stuck there. It just means that he might be coming back to visit you because it's it's in a time where you you have the need for a little bit of support. So definitely embrace it and definitely go with it. Don't be afraid of anything. All right. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like some pretty good advice. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I finally called in. Off and on, you guys, you've interested me, you've confused me. And then tonight, <laughs> it was like 15 minutes ago, I was like, wait a minute. He keeps going back to what, what's a natural nurturing thing. A mom saying, okay, dear, a dad denying it, but then realizing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my friends like the same thing. Oh, man. For me, my, my, my thing, which, which I actually went to a psychiatrist about about 10 years ago, was it's not just about that feeling of, oh, who's on the phone next. I'll think about somebody, and I get this coldness, like I'm the only person in the room, and I can meet a room with 100 people. Mm-hmm. And I'll think about somebody or somebody connected to them, and within an hour happened since I was like 12 years old, so now we're talking like 38 years, we find out somebody passed away. And mm. because of recently people passing away, me having a um, serious surgery, I, I might not have come through it, it's very risky. It's like I've come on the other side and I'm stronger. And I don't want to tell people I'm stronger because it's like, yeah, okay, you're just being macho. And I'm glad you mentioned that. It's a man thing, we're not supposed to say that. Mind if I I, I definitely look forward to um, listening to you guys and um, I'll plug in again. Thank you. All right. All right. Mind if I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. Did you have anybody come to you uh, looking to see about your health in your family? In other words, knowing that you had a problem? No. Actually, it's been new people in my life and all like no family members. Okay. Other, other closer people, but in other words, people got attracted to you knowing that you had something going on in your life, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Look to those people, because those people, uh, from my observation, would be people that would be able to help and support and understand you. Because yeah, I feel like I could just say, here it is, and, and not like even think about what they think. And I just got to get this out of me, because it's stressing me out. It's holding me back. That's why I'm telling you to go talk to them. I appreciate that. Thank All you right, very well, much. Thank you so much for the call, and thank, thank you for you. listening. Thank you. Have All a great night. All three of you, actually. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, I mean, that's the important thing is uh, when people have the signs and then they have the intuitions, they need to to pay attention to it and, and be accepting of it. Because can you, if you don't pay attention to it, can you dull it and and kill it and eventually make it go away? Uh, from my own experience, is what I'll I'll talk from. Um, I couldn't make it go away no matter how hard I tried. Um, I think it's always there, underlying no matter what you do, but. Um, the best thing is to believe in yourself and stop doubting yourself because if you kind of embrace it, it gets a little bit easier to deal with, I think. And I can answer part of the negative side of that because I've dealt with psychics and mediums, you know, for many, many years and I've seen 
the ones that tried to repress it have poured themselves into a pipe or a bottle or, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, they, they, they become self-destructive and a means to quell No what's pun going. intended, but to make the voices stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we have about five minutes left in the show, but we have another call here. So let's take it. Good evening. Hello You're on Spooky Sales Coast with Stephanie Burke. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Oh, we're doing well. you have a question for Steph? Well, I, I may have missed this portion of the show, but I just wanted to ask Stephanie, um, what were some of the inklings that uh, let you know that you had uh, something special about you? What, uh, when did you start to know? Um, to be honest, I don't know how to live any other way but with my abilities because um, I grew up that way with my family um, having the abilities, so I was kind of just born into that. Um, when I started to realize I was different from everybody else... Um, probably in my teenage years, I realized that, you know, other people didn't have the experiences I did or things were becoming stronger for me and different things were happening. And I was able to predict a lot of things, um, that were going to happen. I actually got into a car accident in my teenage years and I heard somebody yell at me before, right before it happened, put your seatbelt on. And had I not done it, I would have gone right through the windshield. So it was things like that, that kind of made me feel like I can't ignore this anymore. And I am different from everybody else. And where where does somebody kind of draw the line uh, between, oh, gee, for instance, I think of a song that I, I really enjoy, and then the next minute it comes on the radio. That happens to somebody maybe three or four times a week. Is that some is that some sort of indicator? Um, it that's your intuition. That's so that's like that's psychic. It's not so much medium, but um, it's you kind of tuning into that might be the next song on the radio, and it'll happen. Or it could be that. Um, if it's a song that has some kind of sentimental value toward a past loved one, if you're thinking about it, it pops on the radio. That's just them showing you a sign that they're around and they know what you're thinking. Hmm. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks right, for thank calling. You. Have a great night. You too. You too. So I definitely had some uh, some pretty good questions there from people who, you know, are probably like yourself. You know, they, right. they have these experiences. They don't know how to take them. And they don't right. know what to do with them. So I, I definitely want to have you come back again sometime for a full two-hour show when the Red Sox aren't I'd, I'd cutting us to. short. Because there's a lot of stuff that we could explore. But before we let you go and before we have to end the show, why don't you let everybody know how they can get a hold of you both uh, at Windwalker Healing and if they're interested in reps. Okay. So the best way to get in touch with me would probably be by email. And that is sburke910 at yahoo.com. That is also the same um, Facebook.com slash sburk910 and Twitter, sburk910. I'd like to keep it straight across the board so it's sure. easy. But it's the best way to find me. And then if people want to uh, – if they want to have wraps, they, they can just uh, have you come to their house or do they go I can to see do you parties or? at their house or I can do private appointments at my office or their house. It doesn't matter. So Sounds like fun. It is fun. And uh, I'm sure that uh, some of those wrap parties get a little crazy too. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, for Moniz to, to try it, it has to already be a good time. It was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good time when we wrapped Matt. We kind of just invited him over and said, you're getting wrapped, whether you yeah. like it or not. She had a new person starting with her, and she needed a guinea pig other than her husband, so yeah, we I already got volunteered. And yeah, it's nice if you can have a fresh guinea pig once in a while. Yeah. It keeps uh, keeps people from presenting you. <laughs> Make sure that you get a nice anniversary gift. All right. Well, that about does it for this week's show. Uh, do you know who's coming up on, on Spirit Connections in the next episode? Spirit Connections. I think we have Ron Kolick on coming oh, up excellent. next. So is he coming down or is he going to be? I think he's going to phone in. 
Okay. Well, so. Ron usually phones it in. No. <laughs> oh, he picks on us. We got to pick oh, on him back. It's all in good fun. And uh, next week, uh, we have an 8 o'clock Red Sox game, so I don't know what's going to happen with our show. But our guest uh, who is scheduled is Dr. Rita Louise, who will be joining us to talk about the darker side of paranormal work, the dark, some of these dark entities uh, that are out there. And also, we'll find out about how Bitsy Bob is doing. If you remember Bitsy Bob, uh, there was that thing going around on facebook can this dog can this poodle in a tinfoil hat get more friends in glenn beck that was actually dr rita's dog bitsy bob so we'll find out how he's doing and then how many likes he has because i think now he's blowing away you know all of the right-wing broadcasters so uh we'll do all that and more coming up again next week on spooky south coast when we'll be back maybe before the red sox maybe after i have to kind of find out what's going on and uh we'll definitely let you know by facebook and by twitter you can follow us at spooky sc or uh facebook.com slash spooky south coast and i i do want to throw this announcement out there we got about 20 seconds here tune in next saturday morning at 6 a.m when i'll be here believe it or not i'm that crazy i'm going to do six to nine uh we'll have the tim weisberg show and then i'll come back later on that night for spooky south coast because i just love talking to all of you that much and also because if i do it at home nobody wants to listen anymore They tell me to shut up. All right, that does it for this week's show. Until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.